Hello and welcome to episode one of the All Creatures Great and Gone podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm a pet bereavement counsellor and I've been a pet bereavement counsellor for 19 years. I was also a veterinary care assistant for about 16 years. This first episode is all about my backstory and why I got started with pet bereavement in the first place. So if you will, I'd like to tell you a story and this story starts with a very sweet very special little brown dog I was 18 and I was working in the local veterinary practice it was a very small practice run by a vet called Mr Beaton who unfortunately has since passed away Mr Beaton had a nurse called Jo And it was just the two of them working in this practice. And I was there to watch the consults, help out, and hopefully get a job at the end of it, if I was lucky. So I was in this consult and the vet called a lady through and she came in with this lovely little brown terrier. And she sat him on the table and Mr Beaton was talking to her about how he'd been doing, why she was here today. And she said, I want to have him put to sleep. And I looked up and I thought, oh, doesn't that sound lovely? Until I realised what that actually meant. See, I'd never had pets growing up as a child. I'd never had pets pass away or require euthanasia. So I had no idea what put to sleep actually meant. And then Mr Beaton became very, you know, um, quiet and respectful as always and he was like right okay and he got everything ready and I was still unaware of what was going to happen I was still quite you know unaware and naive about what what was going to happen during this consult so he prepared the patient this little brown terrier clipped his leg and then injected the Euthetal, I think it was at the time. And within seconds, this little dog that had been sat on the table wagging its tail just slumped and had died. And I was absolutely hysterical. I think I screamed. I was sobbing. I was, I couldn't catch my breath. I was so traumatised. And I got quickly ushered into the dispensary and I sat on the kickstool absolutely sobbing my heart out. And the lady said to Joe, she said, is that girl all right? And Joe said, yeah, it's a first one, you know. And she said, the lady said, oh, never gets easier, does it? And through my tears, all I could think was that phrase, never gets easier does it and truth be known as a veterinary professional it it doesn't really get easier at all but you find ways to cope and to be strong for the person in front of you and to be strong for the pet that you're helping out of their pain it was shocking because it was all so quick and because I had no idea what what was going to happen And Joe and Mr Beaton were always very respectful, very understanding, very caring. 
and the whole process of the euthanasia was as dignified and peaceful and respectful as you could imagine you know and as you could possibly want for your beloved pet I think it was just the fact that it was so quick and I just had no idea what to expect I think that's why it hit me so hard and it was the very first time I'd ever witnessed it as well so over the years I did find ways to keep it together during those kind of consults but there were times where it was pretty hard not to well up and not to cry with the owners where appropriate and there were many a time where I'd have held it together during the consult only to run off to the toilets and have a good cry once the client had gone. So it does affect everybody either side of the table and that's something I'm going to cover in a future episode is the veterinary side of things, you know, the, the views of veterinary professionals. So as I'm sat on this kickstool absolutely crying my heart out, all I could think was if I'm this upset about a pet that I've literally just met, how on earth do the owners feel? The ones that have developed a bond with this pet, the ones that have lived with them for weeks, months, years, you know, how do they feel? And I thought, what if there was someone who didn't have any support? What if there was someone who was going home to an empty house with just an empty cat box or an empty lead? What if there was someone going home to friends and family who were like, you're still going on about that? It's just a dog. What are you going on about? I couldn't stand the thought of anyone struggling with that loss and feeling they had no one to turn to. So I decided to do something about it. And I found a correspondence course through the Animal Care College in Ascot. And back then it was... Um, paper-based and you were sent a pack in the post you did the assignments filled out the books and posted them back they were graded and then they posted a new pack out to you and I told my boss Mr Beaton about this and he was very old school you know um he was used to my whims and fancies and you know my uh, odd ideas so it didn't come as a shock to him when I said I want to be a pet bereavement counsellor I want to help people that have lost a pet and are unhappy and upset and need support. And he looked at me, like his head on one side, this little smile on his face, taking in everything I was saying. And he said, all right then, if that's what you want to do, I'll pay for the course. And I was absolutely thrilled to bits. And he said, but you have to work at it. You have to work hard and you have to keep at it. So I was like, yes, yes, I will, I promise, I will, definitely. This is what I want to do. And I received my first pack in the post and I started it and I was really keen, got really into it. I was getting A's and B's and my assignments. I was really happy. And then I completed the course and I received my diploma. I was now the holder of a diploma in Companion Animal Bereavement Counselling. I was now a pet bereavement counsellor. And given the experiences that I'd had in the vets itself and the knowledge that I'd learned from this course, I started to help people pre and post pet loss. And I remember a lady ringing 
and she'd just lost her dog and she'd been coming for years this lady and it was a golden retriever called Lacey. Lacey was beautiful and her owner was such a sweetheart she was a lovely lady thought the world of this dog and she was on the phone in tears and she was so upset and I was talking to her and I said you know when they made Lacey they broke the mold because she was just perfect you know there'll never be another one quite like Lacey she was just one of a kind and she was beautiful and I'm so sorry that you're going through this and at the end of the phone call she said you know that was really lovely of you thank you for listening and you know thank you for, for your words and it just spurred me on to do more and I thought you know it felt good to know that I'd been able to listen to someone to reassure them and give them some support and help them at a time where they may have felt alone. And over the years, I had jobs in different veterinary practices in different um, backgrounds. So I went from a one-man band to a corporate practice with lots of staff and lots of practices. And then I went to a practice that was an animal hospital. So it was 24-hour emergency services and first opinion practice as well. And I saw so many losses in my time working in these practices. Some were expected, you know, chronic illnesses, things like that. Some were unexpected, where a pet would come in, have a routine examination, and then the vet would find something abnormal and they'd have to have further tests to figure out what it was. And then there were the quite traumatic losses that you no one was expecting, you know, the road traffic accidents, the dog attacks, the, you know, there were some sites that I saw that I will never, ever forget. You know, I held many a pet that was brought in as a stray that had no apparent owner and I held them and I loved them. I cuddled them and gave him kisses and strokes and told him it was all okay and I held them until you know that well until they passed away you know the euthanasia was performed and I held them until till they passed away told them they were loved and it's things like that and you think you know over the years I've seen loss in various ways I've seen so many reactions to those losses I've seen people break down in absolute hysterics I've seen people be quite I don't know reserved I suppose you know not showing any outward emotion but you know that they were just holding it together for that appointment I've witnessed euthanasias where there have been children present I've sat with children and kept them company while their parents said goodbye to their pet. I've been there for so many people over the years who have lost their companions for various reasons and in various circumstances. And I would like to think that it's those experiences that I've gone through that help me to help my clients in my, my business. Because I set up um, my own pet bereavement counselling service 
and I operate from a little office in Newton's co-working in Bury, on the rock in Bury. And because I decided that I wanted to do this full time, because the vets would say, oh, Carrie, could you go into room one or what have you and, and just see the owner's room, make sure they're all right. And, you know, never again I'd be called upon to just see to the owners and see what they wanted to do, make sure they were okay, offer them some support. And I thought, this is something I want to do all the time. You know, this is where I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be helping clients one-to-one. And so I was um, on maternity leave with my second child and I thought, you know, this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is my calling. I'm meant to do this as a career. And so I handed in my notice and set up my own service. And um, so I do like phone consults, email consults, face-to-face, Skype and WhatsApp. And, you know, I help people through... um, pre and post loss I help people that are feeling guilty at having to make a decision maybe feeling guilty that they feel they left it too long or guilt that they left the door open and the dog got out or they let the cat out and you know things like that that people struggle with after the pet has gone and loss isn't necessarily because a pet has died it could be that the pet had to be rehomed it could be that the pet went missing and they never found them. So bereavement really covers everything. It's not just through the death of an animal, it's the loss of that pet in your life. But I also help people that um, work with animals, you know, so I have a support group on Facebook for veterinary staff because they do take these losses quite hard. And I think for some people, they think that it doesn't affect us because it's our job, but it affects us more than you know. We just don't always let on that it does uh, because we're trying to be strong for you. You know, we're supposed to be consoling you, not the other way around. So I do that and um, I also tutor a CPD for um, InnoVet CPD training. And it's the Pet Loss and Bereavement Support Advisor course for veterinary staff. And, you know, we're only human. We don't always know what what to say, how to say it. And, you know, sometimes we get things wrong. And, you know, it's not that it's done deliberately. It's just, you know, this is a hard time for everyone. It's not always easy for either party. So the course really helps veterinary staff to become more confident when they're helping clients during and after the loss of a companion. Um, But I also help people that work with animals. So, you know, help people that work in zoos or sanctuaries. You know, if you've worked with an animal and you've developed a bond with them and then that animal dies or requires euthanasia, and you need someone to talk to, then I'm here, you know. It's like I said in the intro, loss is a loss, no matter the species. And that's another reason why I got started in pet bereavement counselling, was because the number of times you come across people that have this attitude that pet loss is a lesser loss, 
that they'll say, how could you possibly be as upset or more upset at losing a pet than you were at losing a relative? And it's because it's a different bond. It's a different relationship, you know. There's so many factors that affect how someone processes their loss and how they deal with the grief. And this is something we'll cover in a future podcast episode is the uh, reactions of others around you. But as I say, you know, it doesn't matter how big or small that pet was. It doesn't matter how big or small that animal was that you worked with. It could have been a leaf cutter ant. It could have been an axolotl. It could have been a stick insect. It could have been a dog, cat, rabbit, lizard, tarantula, bird, fish. It could have been an aardvark. It could have been an elephant. It could have been a gorilla. It doesn't matter what size of animal it was. If they had a place in your heart, if you had a bond with them, if they mattered to you, then their loss matters. All right. There is no guilt to be had for feeling sad or upset about the loss of an animal that was in your life that you cared for, that you loved, that you had a bond with. And that's what I'm all about. You know, I'm very outspoken when it comes to negative attitudes towards end of life because personally I feel that it it doesn't matter what animal it was you know if you're upset you're upset you've got every right to be and you have every right to be supported as well if you have someone in your life that doesn't understand what you're going through it can be very lonely it can be very distressing because you feel you've no one to talk to you might talk to friends and it might be a week or two after you've lost your companion and they're going are you going on about that still shouldn't you be over it by now and that's what gets me you know it's when people think there's a time limit to it yes you will feel better eventually but there's no set time to it there's no by the third of March 2022 I shall be fully recovered from the devastating loss of my companion it doesn't work like that but there are things that can be done to help you reach a stage where the memories bring comfort rather than pain there are things you can do that will help you reach a point where you can look at photographs without getting a lump in your throat and a pain in your chest There are things you can do that will help you come to that point where you can see a dog or a cat or any other animal that looks like the one you lost without it tearing you apart. And we will cover these uh, things that you can do in future topics. Um, But for now, I just wanted to really let you know who I am and what I'm about and why I, I do what I do. And it's because... I've seen too many people apologise for their feelings. Too many people say, I don't know why I'm getting so upset, it's just a dog. And they look at you as if to say, you agree with that, don't you? Or am I wrong for thinking that? And I just feel really sad that people have been led to believe that the loss that they're going through is a lesser loss that they've been led to believe that the companion they've lost isn't worthy of their tears, isn't worthy of their grief, and isn't worthy of their time. 
and it's not true they totally are worthy of your grief you know you have every right to be upset about losing a companion and I just want you to know that you're not crazy for being upset you're not going mad and you're not silly for crying over losing a companion animal you're not honestly no one has the right to tell you what is or isn't worthy of grieving over they don't and I think a lot of the time people will say things like oh it's just a whatever animal because often they don't know what to say you know they're not used to seeing someone so upset and the they may have never lost an animal or they may have dealt with it differently and they just think well I didn't cope like that or I didn't react like that so I don't understand why anybody else would so I just want you to know that I do get it okay I do understand and I've lost my own pets over the years for various reasons and I've come across people that have been like why are you getting so upset about you know whoever you lost and it's because they mattered they mattered to me your companion mattered to you and now we're having to live without them physically present in our lives and that's a big deal you know that is a lot to go through and you know it's the circumstances surrounding why you got the pet in the first place it's the circumstances around the loss as well all of that has an impact on how you cope with losing them and so I really hope that you enjoy these podcast episodes at times they're probably going to be a bit triggering at times they're probably going to be upsetting but I would like you to know that overall I really hope that you get support from them and that you feel reassured and that you feel supported but as I've said in the intro and I'll say it again the main thing is I hope you feel understood all right because you're going through a very difficult time and I think it's even more hard to cope with when you feel that no one truly gets what you're going through so please know that I do all right I have seen so many losses and I've had quite a few losses of my own. I've whispered goodnight into many a velveteer of pets that were mine and of pets that weren't mine. And I would like you to know also that you matter, your loss matters your companion mattered and there is support out there for you and this series of podcasts will cover everything from pre-loss to post-loss and everything in between because I strongly believe that you know pet loss companion animal loss the loss of any animal you had a bond with is worthy of grief is worthy of grieving over is worthy of recognition and support all right you're not in this alone I promise you and if anyone out there is struggling needs someone to talk to feel free to get in touch you know I'm available for um, you know professional consults 
if you would like to book a consult with me. But I'm also here if you just need a chat. You know, we could have an informal natter, have a chat and, you know, no obligation. Just know that there's someone there for you. You know, there are a lot of services out there regarding pet bereavement. And I will go through them at a later stage and I will go through the helplines of the websites that you can access to reach out for support. But in the meantime, um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm on, you know, Carrie Ball Pet Bereavement Counselling. Or if you would like to join a support group, uh, one I will mention right now is the Ralph site have an amazing online um support group on facebook they're brilliant you know everyone on there is at a different stage of their journey and no matter where they are in their grief they're there to support one another it is so supportive it's so lovely you know somebody could have recently just lost a companion but yet they will reach out and support someone else because they know the pain they know what that person's going through and I think it's a really lovely group. There are lots of groups out there, um, but that's just one that I would like to mention because, you know, it is really, really supportive and really understanding and friendly. So today's episode, as I say, was all about me and my backstory and why I got started and basically why I'm starting these podcasts as well because each week I would like to cover a different topic so I think that the next episode, episode two, will be about making the decision. Because a lot of the time we are told we will know when the time comes. And I will discuss my personal views on that and also support you through coming to terms with either making the decision after the decision and things you can ask and things you can do to help yourself before and after. So I hope you'll tune in for the next episode and I hope you've enjoyed this very first episode and I hope you continue to listen to future episodes and any and all feedback is welcome. You know, whether it's good or bad, I'm here to learn. This is my very first time podcasting so, you know, I hope you've enjoyed it and I shall speak to you in the next one so take care everybody thank you so much for listening and i hope you have a good day and take care of yourselves all the best thank you bye